Welcome to this month's Disability and Podcast, bringing together thoughtful discussion and debate. This month, Mind the Gap's associate producer, Paul Wilshaw, chats with touring director Tamara Sell and ensemble member Scott Price from the award-winning Australian theatre company, Back to Back. Paul spoke to Back to Back in November 2022, whilst the company were at Leeds Playhouse with their most recent touring show, The Shadow Whose Prey the Hunter Becomes. Further details can be found at www.backtobacktheatre.com. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Disability Arts Online and Mind the Gaps podcast with Back to Back. I'd like to, to welcome Tamara and Scott from Back Hello. to Back. Hi. Please introduce yourselves. I'm Scott Price. I'm an actor um, and advisor in the show called Shallow. And I'm Tamara Searle, and I'm Artistic Associate at Back to Back Theatre. And on this particular journey to Leeds and to the UK, I'm the touring director for The Shadow Whose Prey The Hunter Becomes, which is presented at the Leeds Playhouse over the next four or five nights. So can you tell us about Back to Back? Um, what does the company do and how long has it been going? So, um, um, yeah, so just to give you a quick context around like Back to Back Theatre, yes. So, so Bathwork Fit actually formed in um so in ninety eight seven the time of the deinstitutionalisation. So, so I'm trying to get my words correct. Um, and um yeah, so we're trying to do stuff around um like arts, so arts practices and um you know I mean and like yeah and music. I think they came up with a program called the Big Bad Band, which is like a band like in Geelong, so yeah. And then I think yeah they did um. A few shows like you know, like yeah, it's like in the late nineties or nineties, and then um, and I think yeah, it became its own sort of like independent sort of like just becoming around. But in ninety, I think it might be like ninety four, ninety two, one of the two, like one of those sort of eras, and then, and I think yeah, so so Battery does a lot of like touring, you know, theater. I think we made our actually no questions. So we made a couple of films. But yeah, so about us and documentations about us and um, you know, and like yeah, and we made a film called Shadow, which also made like so under the pressures of a pandemic. So, okay. which is um yeah, and I've performed in around but like five different shows I reckon, which is interesting enough. So, how long have you been with the company, Scott? So I've been oh good question. So I've been in the company around but like fifteen years, but I've been like involved like you know so with different sort of. Projects with seventeen because like it was a like yeah so a second ensemble called Feel of Speed which um so, so which actually like yeah so, so gathers like at so at a studio in Geelong like so every Wednesday and they do sort of like experimental sort of like yeah it's kind of like a like yeah a lab so a, it's like a laboratory for um for art. So do you just work on projects when they come or like what training do you do? So, all right, so, um, so Paul, like, yeah, so, so just to give you a good contest, so I did not have any training whatsoever, so, because I, um, I think I, um, so came through, like, obviously, like, but when's that good feel, so I didn't have so any training at all, so I think I was actually, like, I was, um, like, yeah, so, so, but on the spot, I think I was, um, like, so, 
I was what's that word? So I'm just literally stuffing up. Um, yeah. So I was actually like, I was like, so learning on the jobs. Yeah, I was learning the job. Yeah. Yeah. So Theatre of Speed is an ensemble which trains people yeah. to become actors. But whilst it's training them, we're also using it as an experimental. Yeah. Like, like um, yeah, a lab. A lab to try out ideas, yeah. creative ideas. Okay. Um, and Scott yeah. was a member of that for many years before oh. he became a member of our permanent ensemble yeah. of uh, five to six actors who have an intellectual disability yeah. who make our main stage works and, and also work on community projects and yeah. uh, leadership, um, uh, the people in leadership in our company. Yeah. I think what it is tomorrow, like, you know, like, yes, I was only here, like, here for about like two years there before I joined. I think it was, so, you know, being trained, but I think, um, so, 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 do you have other questions here, yeah, just about, like, projects here, yeah. so, yeah, so, we actually get, like, yeah, also asked about different projects, like, so, we would not say it was, like, in, like, some conversation around the Q&As, and, um, you know what I mean, and, um, what was it, like, um, yeah, and just conversation around, like, research and stuff like that, so, yeah, I think for yeah, so for this latest project was like yeah, there was some yeah, some some article like in so in the New York Times there where um, where like a group of disabilities so people with disabilities yeah like got abused in some like work was it no so it was some like, workplace settings yeah where it was like basically about exploitation. Yeah. And Tamara, how did you start? Uh so. I came into contact with the company um, by watching their work and then I wanted to know more so I uh, came to an open workshop that was being run by Theatre of Speed and in fact Scott was in it and that was, yeah, like was. way back in 2010 or something I was. and I was just so amazed by the kind of level of complexity of the work that was under t unfolding in the room yeah. that I applied to do an internship at the company and, and I did yeah. an internship for six weeks and then I started doing freelance work with the company and then and then I applied for the job as artistic associate when it yeah. came up in 2012 and I've been there since then. So 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So 10 year anniversary and you come to the UK. Yeah. I was, so I wasn't going to mention it, but I, um, I knew it was like your 10 year anniversary, but I um, didn't mention it. So, um, yeah, it was. Um, it's a great company to work yeah. for. And I've always felt like I've been very much at home and welcomed into the company. The work takes a long time. And because of that, the cycle of making work is slow and and so yeah it doesn't feel like a long time <laughs> yeah it does yeah it's um yeah it's a long time to try and make our work so okay yeah. that's really interesting um and you're over here at the moment with uh the shadow whose prey the hunter becomes first of all what's it like to be in the uk well, at the moment, I'm just loving the Yorkshire accents. Yeah. Um, but also, I got to when I was in London. I, I took it on my day off. I took I took a train out to um, Stonehenge. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, that's I, very touristy, but I, I just this. loved it, and <laughs> I, and I loved getting out into the British countryside and just seeing the ancient forms there. Yeah, because our listeners will know that I'm actually from Dorset, so it's near Stonehenge. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, you said that your shows take a long time to make, so can you tell us about the artistic direction that your shows take and who makes those decisions, please? 
Oh, so it's, um, I think it's like, yeah, it's a collective. Will I be in saying that? Yeah. So, yeah, so we're also like, you know, I mean, um, what's it called? Like, you know, like, yeah, like, so it's like cult authors, it's like authors, and, and like, we also like, you know, like, yeah, like, so, so, it's like contribute like to like the whole, so like, yeah, writing of the whole project. So, yeah, it's a collective. And frequently, there's all, always big discussions going on back to back, and we're always in discussion with each other about what's obsessing us and what's yeah. troubling us. And so yeah. we are in conversation all the time about that. And oh, we are. The we actors are. generate the ideas that they want to work on and the kind of concerns that they want to address through their we work. Are. And then we find we find kind of material that um, can hold those concerns and, and they're all of their unique uh, kind of performance abilities yeah. as well. And the, they're shaped through discussion and improvisation and sometimes it's shaped also by who do you want to work with and who's yeah. available and what's, what size theatre will this show be in and where do we need, where do we need yeah. to take our work. And gradually through improvisation and discussion we craft a script uh, that script gets edited and, and rehearsed and yeah. Bruce um always has an ear out like you know I mean like you know like yeah I mean like yeah like yeah for like, yeah for big concerns that we have here. So he's always like keeping an eye on like no it wasn't no no an eye but yeah like yeah so an ear out for like you know like like yeah for juicy stuff. So um Bruce Gladwin is the artistic director of Back to Back is, yeah. and he's the co writer and director of this the shadow who's yeah, prey, the hunter is, becomes. Yeah. Okay, so can you tell us about a bit about the show, um, the shadow who's prey, the hunter becomes? Can you tell us a bit about the topics that uh, you deal with? So, um, so the topics are around like there's a few topics like things around about topics around the show. So yeah, so so the two main ones are around about around about so artificial intelligence and just reactivism. Yeah, so, and the discourse around just reactivism and. Yeah, and so so, how, so who do you basically like to 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 speak up to like sort of stuff? I think um so the other my so minor themes around it is like yeah is around gender politics. You know um I don't know to my worst mother ones like it's about the way that AI is uh, influencing yeah. the world and what it will be like when AI becomes smarter than human intelligence. That's kind of coming into a lot of things at the moment. And what do you feel about that personally? In terms of myself, uh, like, you know, I think, like, yeah, so, so you have to, like, put in, like, yeah, so it'd be good from the bad, yeah? Because, like, yeah, so if you turn to good, you know, it might be, um, you know, like, useful, yeah? And for example, like, yeah, so I'm against it, like, yeah, like, so, so kill robots, yeah? So I'm against that. But it's really interesting because, like, the whole algorithms, you know, have actually changed a lot, like in the guys, you know, like yeah, so say for example, like yeah, for example, like, yeah, for um, so for Meta, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like the algorithms have all changed, which is really interesting. Yeah. Actually, you said something really interesting about who you want to collaborate with. So I want to go there. Who are these companies that you would like to collaborate with, or artists you would like to collaborate with in the future? <laughs> and that's to both of you. And no, Scott. no, no. I mean, like. So, Paul, it's a weird question. No, it's a weird question. So in the future, um, maybe like you know, if you like stunt works, like maybe like indigenous like artists, maybe in Australia. 
But I think, yeah, because like waste seems to be maybe a bit of a topic at the moment in one of my shows or not so much that, but one of my future shows, yeah. So um, maybe if you like, like, yeah, like Indigenous Australians, yeah. Or others, yeah. Um, Scott's working on a project called Sound Aid and it's yep. he's working on that with an artist called Jackson Castiglione who's yes, worked am. with us a bit before. Yep. And he's one of the collaborators we like working with. Do you want to talk about Sound Aid, Scott? Yeah, yeah I do. Um so yeah, so just to give a context again, so it's about it's about myself trying to say walk music there, so from dying out like yeah, from this so from this team pop, you know, like like juggernauts here, which is interesting enough because like Cause like I mean like yeah so so, so when you hear something like this, it's it's just about like mainstream pop and pop music and teen pop and it's really um interesting because like yeah because um I'm more sort of like you know I mean I'm like yeah walk only like ordinated sort of persons here so I um so it's going to be a TV show or a, a web uh, web well, show I mean well we're hoping to be like yes yeah, so a webisode uh it's uh, it's Scott's on a crusade to save rock music yeah. from Teen pop. Yeah. I like that. That, that is, sounds like kind of my thing. That definitely. It does, yeah, which mm. is interesting enough. So it's sort of like, um, yeah. And you're in, you're interviewing lots of different sound, rock musicians, aren't I you? I am, I yeah. am. And like, yeah, and journalists and like, you know, like other sort of teen pop sort of influencers. So. Yeah. Who would be the one person, one artist that you would really like to interview? Oh, God, that's uh, Paul. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, look, I'm gonna say either like um, like yeah, like so Brian Johnson from um, so from ACDC or um, or maybe like yeah, be um, so be Angels like you know like be Aussie Hard Rock Band, be Angels or something like that. That'd be cool. Okay, uh, tomorrow, who would you like to collaborate with? Wow, I think I'd like to collaborate with lots of artists who are already dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like David Bowie and um, um, Susan Hiller, who's a who's a visual artist who's got work in the, in fact, in the Leeds Gallery. Who would I like? I'd love to collaborate with Forced Entertainment, who are local, yeah, and I'm looking so. forward to collaborating with Mind the Gap on Friday. I can't wait for that. I'm going to be in the room for that. Yeah, I'm sure. really looking forward to that. Um, okay, can you tell us a bit about? What the disability art scene is like in Australia? It's actually improving. Would you say tomorrow it's improving? Yeah, because I think you know, like yeah. So, so we're actually now like you know, like yeah, be um so the only like feeder company which has a full time ensemble. But I don't think that's is that the case or still? that is true. Yeah. So in Australia, there's uh, in fact mostly around the world, there's not very many companies no. that have ensembles of actors. But certainly there's none in Australia that have an ensemble of actors, yeah. except for back-to-back theatre, who pay their actors full-time. Um, there's yeah. there's circus ensembles and there's dance ensembles, but there's no theatre ensembles. No, yeah. Except for back-to-back. I, I think it's really interesting because, like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, so, um, so the whole NDIS there, which is, like, the, um, so the National Disability Insurance Center, so this is probably not going to make any sense, you know, like, yeah, so to any sort of, like, yeah, so British listener who's listening to this time there. So, but what is it? What is the NDIS? It's oh, uh, so it's uh, rather than talking about it in Australian terms, what does it do? Yeah, no, I can explain it. All good. Um, yeah, so it's still it's still working like, a lot. Yeah, um, so insurance schemes here, or insurance, where um, where so so if you get fundings there, if you have sort of like fundings there, then you know you get to do all these sort of activities here. So um so for example um so yeah the so NDIS like funds me to do back to back theatre here, 
Okay, so a bit like the Arts Council over here. Yeah, pretty much. No, no, so it's not Arts Council. Oh, no, it's not. It's to support um, people, any person with a disability, to contribute to society and to receive support to um, live in the way that they want to. But people within our company can use it to get support to become actors. Okay. Which is really interesting. Like, um, because, like, yeah, so I think the style's like against us there, but I think that's actually improves, yeah, so. It's provided a lot of choice. For, for people. So prior to that, you had to kind of sign up for programs in particular places. But now your money gets, you get to choose what you do with the government funding. I think it's still seen in Australia as something quite fringe and something quite radical as well. Like people are quite surprised at it still. And recently, Back to Back Theatre were awarded the Ibsen Award, which is a really yeah. famous theatre prize. So there was a lot of media around the company. And yet still, so many people said, oh, wow, isn't this amazing? They'd never heard of the company and and they were just amazed that anyone with a disability could make theatre at all. And there's still lots of attitudes that in Australia about that are ableist around art wow. and people with disabilities. Yeah. Um, and they don't and they don't even realise that they're ableist either. And But also there's lots of interest in it as well. So both things are yeah, happening but, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. There's lots of ignorance and there's lots of people who are who are questioning um, what it means to be more vulnerable yeah. um, and how we can uh, yeah. work better to support people who are Well, vulnerable. I mean, like, you know, we've actually, like, you know, we've actually made approval on there because, like, we've won the Eastman Awards, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, so, so does that say something? I think it does, yeah. What does it say? Well, it says that, um, um, but, like, you know, I mean, and just in contests somehow, like, you know, like, yeah, that, so if we can achieve anything, like, yeah, so being, like, yeah, so, so being in book, so we can actually achieve everything there. So yeah. if we put our minds to it, and that's apparent. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so you said about the media, and it is a major thing around the way that people uh, in the media talk about disability in general, yeah. um, and the fact that I personally feel uh, this is not mind the gap thing. This is my own thing. Is that they have a problem of writing stuff that's negative about a performance sometimes. Yeah, they do, they do. Um, because they don't want to offend us as disabled people. Um, is that something that Back to Back has faced as well? Or is this just my own perception of the media? Of no, no, it's, um, it's actually true, Paul. I mean, like, so in Australia, I mean, like, yeah, so, so people with autism tend to get, like, demonised because, like, you know, I mean, like, like so within so we can't face problems, yeah. But um yeah, I mean like like yeah, that's a bit so it seemed like yeah, to be like so to be like be so tainty, you know, slash um slash meltdowny and stuff like that. So it's so they tend to, you know, I mean like you to focus on like the bad stuff around autism's here and I think it's really not true at all. I mean like yeah, so I mean I've known like yeah, I mean like I mean um like yeah, that's like many people with autism's here. Yeah. Well, yeah, so to be really good people, I think I am um, probably got put like in a box here. Was a bit so when I was a bit younger, yeah, because I um, you know, was sort of seen to be like you know to be different or playing up, yeah, and that was really, you know, like such a bad look. I think mean, yeah, so not in my on my brow, but on me um on me other so autistic people community, and it was because of that, you know, I um, well like yeah, so AI sort of spoke up, you know, like for other people autism, and this is based on my job, so. It, well, you know, I became a disability like, adverse, so not by choice, but by force, and that was, um, 
where I liked it, interesting enough, and that was me going, um, trying to speak up for other people. So, yeah. But what do you think about the way that people with disabilities who are artists, how does the media respond to their work in Australia? Uh, look, good question, Tamar. Um, so I think, I don't think we have an answer to that. I think you might have to answer tomorrow that's apparent or... Yeah, uh, I think it can go both ways. I think that some people are too um, afraid to comment on the art and end up uh, co condescending because they're too scared to say what they think about it because it's someone with a disability and they might offend them. And that's kind of, that's a big problem in, in society at the moment is um, it's kind of related to cancel culture that people can't say what they want because they're afraid that people will take it as an identity um, uh, 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 someone being offensive to someone's identity. Sorry, Tamar, I was only just speaking for personal experience, but that's okay, all good. No, I think personal experience is really important. Yeah, this is yeah. kind of what our listeners want to hear is the personal yeah. experiences, I would say. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there was something that you said just really interesting, and it's something I, I've been lucky enough to watch the video of yeah. the show, so I know there's one thing about you said about being forced into being an advocate for disabled yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, that's right, yeah. How have you found that? Like, you said you've been forced, but have you enjoyed it, or has there been issues uh, where look, you've... Yeah. I've enjoyed it one little bit. I think I, um, yeah, like, you know, if I hear someone saying, oh, like, you know, like, yeah, so, like, be hours, I go, and I just sometimes go, hey, can you not use that word? And I've, like, I've called people out on this many times, yeah, which is interesting enough. So this is me going, well, like, yeah, so what's a common language of that's yeah? But yet again, like, yeah, so, so say, for example, like, you know I mean? Like, yeah, so that, like, yeah, or like, yeah, that's it. If you, like, target someone person so with a disability or go, hey, well, like, yeah, so, so if your disability is embarrassing, you know, it's not embarrassing or shameful, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just who you are and, like, how you're basically different. And, um, you know, it's, um, so I speak up for some of my friends, you know, and it's really, um, so I've actually enjoyed it, Disabled yeah. On your website, you state um, that you, um, that the, I might get this pronunciation wrong, so you might have to help me out on this, Radha Ruang uh, people. That was great. Um, are the traditional owners and custodians of Geelong. Uh, where you are based, and that you pay your respects to their ancestors, past, present, and future, and commit yourself to uh, reconciliation and justice for um, indigenous people. I was wondering, how do you go about working with that community and uh, your local communities in Australia? That's a great question. It's a really, really, really important and great question, and and I'm gonna. Offer it to you first. Oh, uh, look, Tamal and um, Paul, I think for me, it's only still like, you know, like, yeah, it's an early stage for me. And, um, yeah, so we're still trying to basically, you know, like, yeah, to reconcile, like, yeah, to, like, yeah, so to our own sort of, like, so this land and, um, yeah, and just like the way we work around Indigenous people. I think it's still only like early stages for me, like, on how we work with people with Indigenous, you know, backgrounds. So I think we've only just, you know, like, winning up like some lot last year. So, it's still like a work in progress, so. Mm. Okay, so there's a, I mean, Australia is coming through a reckoning of its um, colonial past and yeah. it's, many people would say it is still being colonised. 
and I guess I would agree with that. And the other day we were in Brighton, when we were in Brighton, we ran a workshop with um, a group of disability uh, artists with disability there. And we asked the question, what would happen if all white Australians had to come back to the UK? Would you accept us back here and would you let us share your houses and land? Because we have to, we made a pretend game where we had to leave Australia because the First Nations people were being given back all of the land. And, and yeah, and then we played it out as role plays. We did, we did. the UK. Um, We, um, like, yeah, we had to evacuate Australia in order to, like, you know, like, yeah, to all the First Nations people to, um, like, to actually get back their land. Yeah, so it's, it's politically fraught. Yeah. And culturally sensitive. And, all fired up. Yeah, all fired up. And uh, we, uh, in all of our kind of public kind of facing um, across Australia, pretty much we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and the Wadawurrung, as you said, perfectly. <laughs> the bit you didn't say perfectly, it was Geelong. We're from Geelong. G- Geelong. Yeah. Geelong. Yeah. No, all good, all good. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and each each kind of district of Australia has a different uh, cultural group, and uh, you know they've got their own cultural traditions which they're very I- immersed in, and uh, they are creating their own art, and, and they don't have to collaborate with us to yeah. make worthy, beautiful art and important art. So we're learning as we work to be respectful of what has happened in the past, and that's doing cultural awareness training and making invitations and offers at every step to traditional um, owners or traditional custodians to be part of what we're doing all the time. I actually am going to go back. Um, You mentioned Shadow, uh, which was the show during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about that? Because I think uh, it was different uh, for... Look, um, like, yeah, so, so I probably don't have much information, though, that we, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, like, like, you know, like yeah, too. So. No, I speak about it. It's fine. Sure? Yeah. Well, look, you know, so just to give a quick context, we just made it, you know, I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, it's under the enormous pressure of the pandemic and... um. So it's yeah. a film. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's a feature length, a feature length film, and it is based on mm. the stage production. It's not exactly the same. I um, so I don't think it's a feature. I think it's more sort of mid mid length. Okay, it's not feature length. No, it's mid length. I didn't know that. No, it's feature length. Um, and yeah, we made it coming out of lockdown. In fact, I think some of, some, like, we had to get special permissions to even yeah. do anything to be able to film it. It was at the end of two years ago that they were filming it. Was, it was, yeah. And it's had its premiere at it's South by Southwest film premiere. Yeah, it did, yeah, it yeah. did. Has yeah. it premiered in Europe? Yeah, it has, it has. And it premiered at Edinburgh as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it did, yeah. the Edinburgh Film Festival. Oh, okay. Festival. Yeah, um, that's why I wasn't so allowed to say much about because, um, because, like, cause like, yeah, I um, so had difficulty, like, working on it, which I won't go into that sort of thing, so... But it's also, I think the reason you're feeling uncomfortable talking about it may be because it hasn't had its UK premiere yet, but it will. Yeah, I know, but anyway, yeah, I'll, um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave to my four words. No, that's absolutely fine, you yeah. know. UK theatres, UK film places. Yeah. Brighton, I know you've got a film festival. Yeah. Coming down the film. And didn't it get the audience award at the South by Southwest? Yeah, it did, yeah. it did. So it won it the did. audience. It did. 
audience's so, choice. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I had to say before, like, I can probably take, like, you know, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, so a bit bad from the good, so. Yeah, no, it's absolutely fine. And the pandemic, I think, hit everyone. Um, and what it was like for all people in England is probably, it was um, really different than what happened over in Australia. Yeah. I think we probably should have taken a lot of Australia's uh, stuff over. No, no, fair enough. I don't know. We were in lockdown for a very, very, oh, very we long were. time. We were. <laughs> Melbourne <laughs> was, was terrible, probably yeah. like, well, Melbourne's probably like, yeah, we're on the second line of lockdown. I think it was like, you know, like, yeah, I, um, this is fact checking. It was like, yeah, so a small city, so in Argentina, which I think it was actually the longest. So we were like the second largest. Longer. So the second largest lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was hard for everyone. And yeah. um, I'm glad that you've done a film about it because I think it's, mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you've got sound dates coming. So you've got that in December and January. Yeah. Uh, what's the next major show as well as Sound A? What you can you want to talk about it? Oh, sh- oh, oh, I'll talk about it. All right. So, um, so just to give a quick description, say it's um, so it's about multiple bad things, yeah, and yeah. So just to give a quick like so starting point, say I think was it around identity. Was that was that right or identity or? Yeah. yeah, it's called multiple bad things, and it's about multiple bad things. And it's about a group of people trying to survive through um, perhaps an apocalypse, or yeah. uh, perhaps they're just trying to—they're just trying to survive in the everyday world um, yeah. that they're living in. Um, you're over at Leeds um, and Transform, who is part of um, that? I've got you over here to Leeds, um, but you're also coming to Mind the Gap, which. Like I said, I'm really excited about. So can you tell us about uh, what you're going to be doing in this workshop with us? So I've got a bit of a sneak peek beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are coming to Mind the Gap in Bradford on Friday. And the ensemble and I, the artists from the ensemble who are here, and I will be running a, a, a workshop in theatre making techniques with, and the, uh, with the Mind the Gap ensemble. Uh, and hopefully we will be getting a tour of your space. Yeah, you certainly will be having a tour of our space. And I believe the very next day after that workshop that I run, my other colleague Ingrid Vorent is yeah. running a co-running a workshop with Mind the Gap for a broader... For a broader audience yes, in, in Leeds at the Leeds Playhouse. Yes. So, yeah, it's exciting, exciting times. You get... Uh, so. People will be able to see the show on the uh, Wednesday to the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what other things are you uh, doing? Um, the, the, there's a Q&A on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I'm doing the Q&A. Oh, fantastic. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, cool. I'm actually doing it with Joyce Lee. Great, great. Yeah. So, yeah, great, you're going to cool. have me as the Q&A person. Excellent. So, cool. yeah. Uh, so we're doing that. That's another wraparound kind of activity. And so my other colleague is out at the moment at Cambridge filming a democratic set, which is a collaborative filmmaking uh, project that Back to Back to, where c- anyone from the community can, can come along and uh, perform a small moment in, uh, in, a, in a frame that we have. And then all of these frames are put together and it's a portrait of a community. Yeah. Before we uh, came in here, you were telling me about the work that you've been uh, doing, the touring work that you've yeah. been doing. Um, 
so can you tell me a bit about what what show, other shows you've been up to and what you've been doing? Uh, look, you know, I haven't said before again, like, yeah, so we've just been performing, like, yeah, show lighting night, so in, so in, so different to, like, CCS, yeah, so we've been, like, yeah, to Canberra, NBA, CT, so in Australia, so that's, like, our capital of Australia. We've been to Brussels, Vienna, Oslo to pick up our award, like, yeah, which is the award, which I thought was quite great, and that was a really good ceremony, to say the least. Um, so, so, three cities in, um, so in Switzerland, which was Basel, Zurich, and Geneva, and I think we also went to Grangham in the Netherlands, and then we went to Hamburg in Germany, so, yeah, it was really quite cool just to be the overseas and just to see what the culture's like there. There might not be people that know about the award um, that yeah. you've got because it is prestigious in the theatre industry. Is. It is. And from my knowledge, because I've done a bit of research, uh, it's the first disabled company that actually has got this award. So, yeah. Um, and it was over in Switzerland. No, was it, no, it was, no, it was, where, where it was, was it? So it was over in, um, in Oslo, in Norway. Oslo. Okay, so was it, how many of you went over to Oslo and... Oh, there's a lot of people, like, a lot of people. Um, I've lost count on how many people went over. <laughs> Lots of people went um, to Oslo, like people who were friends of the company went to kind of yeah. watch the watch the award unfold because it was a significant moment for theatre in Australia it as was, well. It was, it was. Not only is this a company representing people with disabilities all over the world, it represents Australia and Australia is not particularly known for its theatre. So yeah. <laughs> it was a big moment for Australian theatre and it lots was. of our collaborators make us great and, you know, they yeah. come from all over Australia. And then you're going back to Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah. Are you finished for like, or have you got like uh, things that you're going to be doing for in December? Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, I think we're doing a showing. Is that right? Yeah, we have more creative development all the way through until the week before Christmas. One of our other ensemble members has a show up in Sydney. Sarah Mannering has yeah. a small show, solo show. So each of the artists in the main ensemble in the last two years made a solo work or is still making a solo yep. work um, and they, we called them their ensemble-led projects. So they got to choose yep. what they were doing mm. and why they were doing it. And Scott's ensemble-led project is SoundAid and Sarah, who's in the ensemble, her ensemble-led project is called Elephant and it's having a showing yep. in Sydney in December. And the other ensemble member who's with The Shadow Who's Prey The Hunter Becomes is Simon Laity and his, his ensemble-led project is called Brittany and he's a massive fan of Britney Spears, and he's making a stage show about uh, yeah. him and Britney. Okay. Yeah. That's got to come over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sound aid and that show yeah, have got to yeah. come over. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh. I can see a collaboration on those two pieces <laughs> no, straight not away. Really, not really. <laughs> so Scott really, really, really does not like Britney Spears because it, it really, you know, she fits in the teen pop kind of yeah, she does. Uh, category. And so. That's that's why I can see the double bill, a double yeah. bill showing. That's the producer head on me straight away. It is. Good, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will, Paul, too. Will. Like any producer, yeah. I would really like to say thank you to baby E tomorrow and to you, Scott. Um, this has been a brilliant uh, podcast. Anytime. I, 
really am looking forward to seeing the show and doing the Q&A with you both, uh, with the whole team. I am um, look forward to hearing the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. We do hope you enjoyed this month's podcast. A massive thank you to Tamara Searle and Scott Price. And our thanks to Paul for being a great host.